Hey everyone, you're listening to the Arts Fuse Presents The Short Fuse Podcast. I am your host, Deanna Costa, here to bring you into the world of our online arts criticism magazine. Today's episode is, uh, I, I, I did a little play on words for this one. It is called, The Show Must Go On, parentheses, line. The show must go online, because as we all know, we are living in the middle of a pandemic, and it, we don't want to think about it, but there it is, you know, at all waking hours of the day, and sometimes night. You know, the arts community, like many other communities during this time, has taken a hell of a hit, but they are finding ways to persevere and move forward as everybody else is. And I just thought it would be kind of cool to highlight that. We originally were going to have the Arts Fuse intern on the show, but she is ironically in class with the Arts Fuse editor at the moment. So I'm going to take this party uh, to a party for one, but that is a-okay. We've got music, theater, film, dance, and visual art. Lots to talk about. And uh, at the end of the episode, I will hit you with a little coming attractions that aren't digital. So if you feel brave and you're in the local area, that is New England, Boston, and beyond, um, you might have some recommendations of places to go. So that's, that's the plan for this episode. Hopefully you'll stick with us to the very end. But uh, let's get into it. So it is entirely possible that I'm the only person that finds these um, interesting stories of adaptations fascinating at all, but I've just been blown away by all of the creativity being shown throughout this terrible, 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 cannot emphasize how many times terrible year that we're currently living in. Um... I tried to organize things in these five categories, music, theater, film, dance, and visual art, because that's loosely how we categorize uh, the fuse. But the music, as you all know, my music criticism uh, work at the heart of everything is where my attention has mostly been. So some of these other areas have been a bit of uh, exploration for myself as well, but I don't know if this is like, I'm assuming this is common knowledge at this point. This whole situation going on with drive-in concerts, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but if you were to peruse the interwebs, um, and it seems a bit odd that uh, a show about another magazine, I would tell you about another online music magazine, but I mean, here it is. If you go to Google, go to Billboard, there's an article I'll put it in the show notes as well, but it's called Here Are All the Drive-In Concerts Happening Due to to Social Distancing. And um, it looks like they update it extremely regularly because every time that I've checked it for this episode uh, for research purposes, there's been something new there. And it's interesting, too, that they have uh, pretty much every... 
every show since this whole disaster started. So the first one they posted was March 26th. It says, Local musicians in Los Angeles teamed up with nonprofit radio station Dub Lab for an underground drive-in concert at Echo Park on March 26th. Around 50 cars and 900 people total socially distanced at the show to hear indie artists Jeremiah Chu, I'm assuming, Celia Hollander and Ben Babbitt, and other performers from the safety of their vehicles. So that's how they, you know, that's pretty much sums it up. That was how it was brought to everybody's attention that this was like a breaking news kind of idea. And then they, they have again on May 7th, somebody else is playing a drive-in show in Austin, Texas. And then Keith Urban did a a drive-in show, it looks like, for the uh, VUM frontline workers. I think they're like healthcare workers. Uh, oh yeah, Tennessee fans at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. That's really nice. Um, so yeah, so then like all throughout May, June, July, the whole summer, there's just all these shows popping up. They're featuring, they're like all over the place too. Like I just said, Tennessee, you know, then it, as it started to get warmer up north, there's places in like Warwick, New York, and then like North Carolina, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, like all sorts of places, California, a bunch in California, unsurprisingly. And now up to present day, we have, uh, this is going to be released Monday, October 26th. So the next one, uh, if anybody in the Phoenix or Ventura, California area, three, oh, now this is interesting. I am aware of this band. I hope I get ripped to shreds over this. I would love it if somebody picked me apart. Uh, there's a, a band. I believe they're from the 90s. I'm looking it up right now, not to make a fool of myself. Yeah. Okay, technically formed in 88. What is it? 311? 311? Oh, Wikipedia just schooled me. Pronounced 311. Okay, so, hey, if you are in Phoenix or Ventura, California, and you are a fan of 311, a now slightly obscure 90s band. Uh, Phoenix on the 13th, Ventura, California on the 14th, with two shows each night at 5.30 and 8.30 p.m. They're doing a little double header action. Tickets start at $99 a car. $99 a car. Now, this is the other thing that fascinates me, is like, if you consider a concert, you know, and I know I get it, like, a, a car view vantage point, it's not great, it's definitely not the pit, I understand, but, I mean, $99 a car, you could fit five pairs of buns in one car, $99 per car, you and, uh, you know, hopefully four other people you live with, or people you you know, did your best to get tested and what have you. If you all split it, it's like $20 for a concert. And I mean, and it's not just things like uh, random, like 311, like Bush celebrating the deluxe edition release of The Kingdom with two live drive-in shows in California. 
So, uh, again, if you're in the Del Mar area on November 20th or Ventura on the 21st, you can get uh, get quite an, a concert experience with that band. Um, and the, the Beach Boys did it. Sublime did it. So I am, I guess, maybe uh, drawing attention to this trend with the secret hope that it will flourish because I just think it's a great idea I, I grew up going to drive-in movies um, occasionally. It was kind of like a rare treat. And I'm just like, I think most millennials just like a sucker for all things vintage. So I think that that stuff is just going to surge. Even after we get back to the the new normal when we're all like out in the world, I think that those concerts will still exist. And another thing I'm curious to keep my eye on, I don't know if you guys heard about this, um, but the Flaming Lips, which is a pretty weird band themselves, um, they came up with this idea to do a music video slash kind of like, you know, live performance for the sake of the music video. Uh, and they're all in plastic bubbles. Each person in the band and everyone in the crowd, like full on concert, you know, you've got the lights, you've got the loud, like giant speakers. 10 times taller than you, you know, like the whole setup, same intensity, but everybody is literally in a bubble. So, I mean, like people, people like me that have got claustrophobia issues, I'd rather be in a car than in a plastic bubble in a crowd with a bunch of other people kind of like moving around randomly and whatnot. Um, but it's still a cool idea. And I could definitely see a lot of non- uh, paranoid, claustrophobic people such as myself really enjoying that kind of a thing. So that's something to keep the eye on. And then the last point of interest in the music section of today's episode is another billboard. And it's crazy because I don't usually uh, listen to the the columnists at Billboard. I don't I don't take their advice very often, but one thing that they jumped on when it comes to this virus is these awesome uh, like aggregate lists, basically. So this is another one if you want to try to look it up or I'll put it in the station, the show notes. Here are all the live streams and virtual concerts to watch during coronavirus crisis updating and true to their word. Um, they say this roundup is now weekly. Check out all of the live streams to watch for the week of October 26th here. So here you go. You're getting just this week alone. There's, I'm looking at this little link. There's one, two, three, four. There's five options just this week. All right. We'll rattle them off. Lydia Lunch, Christine, and more are participating in the Halloween live stream, The Voluptuous Horror of Karen Black. The show begins at 8 p.m. on the 27th. Tickets start at 10 bucks, so, like, it's nothing. It's literally, you get to see these cool shows. They're, they're, the cinematography going on is also really interesting, too. Like, when they say live stream concert, I think in the beginning of the pandemic, it was like some random old rock star like in their ridiculously fancy basement with a guitar doing some like acoustic set. But now they've really like upped the game and some of these people I would be willing to bet 
are going to put on quite a show. Like, October 29th, her will perform at the virtual Xfinity Awesome Gig, powered by Pandora. The show will take place at 9 p.m. Fans can RSVP for free, and they have the link on the Pandora, or, excuse me, on the Billboard um, article. So, when you check out the link in the show notes, you can sign up if you like that kind of music. I'm probably going to check that one out. That sounds really cool. We'll be streaming live from Abbey Road Studio to celebrate the release of their upcoming album, Love Goes. Smith will be performing old hits as well as new tunes and doing a Q&A with fans. So that's really, like, I mean, how how often do you get to do that at a concert, you know? There will also be special guest performances. Ticketed live stream event begins at 4 p.m. ET. Find out how to get access to early bird tickets on Smith's website. So there you go. And then Guar is doing one. Fish. Um... DJ Jazzy Jeff, Magnificent Friday Night, throwing a Halloween-themed virtual event featuring cash cash prizes and more. DJ Jazzy Jeff is throwing cash at people now. How are they? I, I don't know how they're gonna do that, but okay, that so that's Friday night the thirtieth at nine p.m. Tickets start at a hundred bucks. I mean, you know. A hundred bucks is a little steep for a live streamed event, but if you've got the potential to get the return, I mean that might be worth it. Uh, let's see. Rolling Loud's second loud stream will feature live performances from Trippy Red, Gunna, and more. Um, I think I've actually reviewed Trippy Red for the Fuse, but if you haven't uh heard of him before, he's definitely worth checking out. Um. Animal Collective, yeah, you got a lot of options for this Halloween week that we're coming up on. But now we are uh, gonna shift focus to this week's featured song, which is Obligated by Pretty Shanks. And uh, this is another person that reached out to me across the interwebs. We connected um, over LinkedIn, actually, this time. And they sent the music on in, and I just thought it was really cool. It's kind of a bit more of like a alt-indie vibe for you this week, so check it out and uh, let me know what you think. Hopefully you like it.
And now we're talking uh, theater. Thanks again, by the way, quickly, to Pretty Shanks for sending in that song and allowing us to put it out there. I think it was definitely kind of gave me a bit of like a late 90s, early 2000s, like emo vibe almost. And I was digging it. I don't know. It just took me back. It was very heavy in a good way. Um, But very heavy in a bad way is uh (laughs) most aspects of life right now including um the state of the theater as it is you know you can imagine how live performances 
really have taken a nosedive. So I guess in an attempt to save the national theater stage, um, Playbill has put together, similarly to Billboard, a schedule of upcoming and current free live stream broadcasts. So you can check that out online in the show notes as well. Um, They have a list, just like Billboard, with current live streams. Some uh, will be starting on the 28th. And then others, they're running through until late November, it looks like, actually. And no bargain bin about it. This is the actual uh, Broadway production. So the first one, for example, is The Wind in the Willows going October 28th through the 30th. Um, And that is going to be hosted on the Shows Must Go On YouTube channel. Rufus Hound. Simon Lipkin, Craig Mather, Neil McDermott, Denise Welch, and Gary Wilmot star in the musical by Julian Fellows, George Stiles, and Anthony Drew, filmed at the London Palladium in 2017. So they actually got all of this footage. Um, you know, I, I use the term Broadway, but I kind of mean that in reference to the caliber of the acting, you know, like not all of these recordings were on Broadway. It actually looks like a good number of them were in London uh, or off-Broadway, technically. But the acting is cream of the crop. Um, and the all of the recordings look like they're recently, you know, in the past few years at least. So hopefully quality is worth your time and coin. Um, unlike Billboard, I will say, Playbill does not uh, put prices on here, but I don't know if that is because they are free. So we might have to find out. Uh, Let's see. So it actually looks like some of these are charity uh, shows that, that, You watch the live stream and they have a link where you can donate um, and kind of give back to the COVID fight. It looks like, for example, the Wind in the Willows is going to be donating all of the proceeds to worthwhile art causes in the UK, actingforothers.co.uk. In the U.S., broadwaycares.org. In Australia, actorsbenevolentfund.org. So, um, yeah, that's really nice. And I guess, you know, it, it keeps everybody busy, keeps everybody working, gives people something to do, gives us something to be entertained by. So, you know, I thought I would give a pitch for the theater even though it's not my area of expertise. Um, I also found if you just kind of like peruse the interwebs and look around, you can find these little articles. Like I found this one, um, the best live theater to stream online this week. This is a weekly updated thing. They've got all sorts of different types of um, suggestions. And this this link actually... I'll definitely post in the show notes. It's really all-encompassing because uh, some of these performances are totally different. You know, like the first one is Fake Friends Circle Jerk. Um, 
Oh, but it's only through October 25th, so never mind. Uh, so, okay, now this is a fascinating one. The Metropolitan Opera, uh, which is out of, you know, the Met in New York. The Met continues its immensely popular rollout of past performances recorded in HD and viewable for free. A different archival production goes live at 7.30 p.m. each night and remains online for the next 23 hours. And if you go on to this, um, this link that I'm going to have in the show notes, you can click in the article for the Metropolitan Opera's uh, weekly schedule devoted to comic operas by composers including Rossini, Verdi, and Mozart um, this particular week. So that's fascinating, and, you know, your brain will get bigger if you watch those, so I definitely recommend um, Prelude Festival 2020, Sites of Revolution, uh, various times through October 30th, live only. So I, you know, I could sit here and read it all to you, but there is literally so much, so I am begging you for your own good. I, I should really, uh, consume more theater myself and I'm sure most Americans can say that um, but one thing that most Americans cannot say is that they uh, need to be consuming more film and more streaming services um, I at this point in my life I feel that I am now um, a customer to more streaming services than I ever expected that I would be in my entire life and, you know, I cannot ignore the fact that one of my favorite holidays, uh, which is coming up in four days from the time of this recording, I guess technically five, kind of, Halloween, is quickly approaching. And all of these streaming services are killing it with the Halloween game. I don't know if you uh, all use Hulu. I feel like Hulu is probably up there with Netflix now. But they have a thing called Huluween. Now listen, if you're looking for some good Halloween television or films, documentaries, they've got everything. They've got everything. You just go to Huluween, you get the hookup. Um, but, you know, you've got filming, uh, <laughs> shows you how tired I am. You've got streaming services coming out the wazoo these days, you know, Hulu, Netflix. You've got HBO Max. I recently watched a show on there called Angels in America that I'll probably never stop talking about until I die. So if you're looking for a show, uh, there's a quick recommendation. Um, got Pluto. I don't know if a lot of people know about Pluto. I think they're becoming more popular. If you haven't checked them out, please, please do, because I think it's going to be like the future of TV. I'm not sure what part of the future and what part of TV, but... Hulu, um, oh, Pluto is a website that is basically like a free cable subscription. You don't have to create an account. You don't have to do anything. You just go to the website and you just watch TV. And um, they have, just like cable, they have uh, channels, but they're based on more, more like genres or, or show groupings than anything else. Um, 
And then what else? There's also online film festivals going on, which are way more cultured and fancy and important and indie underground stuff than, um, you know, the streaming services. I found, again, good old internet, all sorts of constantly updated lists detailing all of the, uh, I guess, fall time, winter time festivals film festivals, and film markets, which I didn't know was a thing that existed, and now I know. Uh, this list, I'm not even going to try to tell you about it because it's literally so long, and it's like actually pretty big deal type events, like events that I think most people probably would have never had a chance to interact with um, if it weren't for everything going online, you know. Uh, it also looks like there's various like price things happening. There's various timing things happening. They have a schedule from October, November, December. So if you're somebody that likes to be on the cusp of film, there's a whole world waiting for you online these days. And I, I hope that my words of encouragement will allow you to blossom and discover them. Um, we also cover dance at the Arts Fuse, and I really, uh, I cannot dance myself, so I have not spent much time on dance as a concept, let alone a performance art, but it is, and I discovered there's this, uh, there's this website slash organization called Dancing Alone Together, dancingalonetogether.org. And um, I guess basically the whole idea is they want to try to bring the uh, dance community a little bit closer together because they are also hurting and, and distant right now because of COVID. Um, so they have this uh, resources page where you can check out permanent sources that they just leave up at all times, um, works in process at the Guggenheim. Uh, Fall for Dance North streams a handful of archival performances and recordings on Vimeo. San Susuchi Festival of Dance Cinema. I mean, so like all sorts of things, you know, TED Talks about dance, Joyce Theater, Bring Dance Home Collection, Ubu Web. There's interactive things. Jacob's Pillow Dance Interactive, which I believe is a reference to Jacob's Pillow out in uh, Western Mass, which is pretty cool. So there's like local stuff even. There's a little bit of everything for everybody if you are a lover of the dance. Um, that link will also go in the show notes. And then lastly, but not leastly, there are uh, all sorts of different places where you can find this information. I happen to find mine from a website called UpgradedPoints.com, which I would be uh, willing to bet they probably got this from somewhere else. So you may find the same information elsewhere. But um, this is a complete list of all of the, uh, according to them, best virtual museum tours around the world. This is categorized by Arts, History, Science, and Technology. Um, so just focusing on the arts, which is uh, the first uh, section, I may add. And they do have a table of contents. So if you, 
you know, don't want to be an idiot like me and scroll through the whole list the first time you're trying to check out what they have on here, you can just pop down this little table of contents. And I'm happy to see that um, the Arts Museums featuring virtual tours is actually an extremely long list. And true to the um, headline, it is an international list. So, you know, nobody, almost nobody can travel right now, which is a real big bummer. So if you were itching to go somewhere, maybe had COVID cancel some travel holiday plans for you, um, there's all sorts of stuff. Like, and uh, actually, they really didn't oversell this at all because these are literally the best museums in the world, like the Met, the Louvre, um, the MFA of Boston, if we may toot our own horns here a little bit. Um, you know, the British Museum. Um, I, 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 not a lot of the other ones jumped out at me. Like, I, I'm not sure if uh you know the museo nacional centro de arte reina sofia in madrid is good but it probably is fantastic so why not try something that's a little less known too the dolly theater museum now that really you know piqued my interest i didn't even know that existed not wanting to run the risk of sounding too repetitive i think that's the short of it for this week be on the lookout in a couple weeks for our next episode which will most likely cover a top-secret project that we've been working on uh, behind the metaphorical doors at the Arts Fuse Metaphorical HQ. Uh, we've been holding this one pretty close to our chests, but I think we're almost ready to share. So get excited, because it's pretty, pretty big stuff. Uh, you can keep the conversation going with us on social media at the Short Fuse Pod or email us at theshortfusepodcast at gmail.com. If you really love us, go leave a nice review or drop some coin on our Patreon. Curiosity killed the cat, but it did not kill the person staying inside trying to make their brain work again uh, after staying inside for six months because they didn't want to be killed by the coronavirus. So <laughs> let your curious mind wander. Let yourself find out all that the interwebs has to offer. And uh, hopefully this episode will serve as a good place to start. So thanks.